0: Hello and welcome to a brand new 5 Heart Podcast. It's game day eve, baby. I'm your host, Greg Mahatchko. Joining me, god dang it, handsome. He's never looked better. He is our founder and fearless leader, John Damn Johnston. John, wave to the people. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> And, and, of course, uh, here with us, uh, pretty much as always, we can say, uh, he is uh, uh, Todd Wolverton. And we're all, we are all wearing, we're, we're all geared up for, for game day. Uh, let's just put it that way. Todd, how are you, sir? I'm doing really good, Greg.
1: Uh, been hotter than hell down here in Lincoln, Nebraska. But uh, I'm excited for the game. Looking forward to it. A little volleyball tomorrow night together tonight to get us all warmed up and then game day.
0: John? What? <laughs> you seem to be a guy who uh, is always – has an opinion and is always in-, in some sort of mood, good, bad, or otherwise. How are you? It's, it's – we're recording this Thursday night. Football is – oh, by the time people hear this, we will officially be immersed in, in in the mentality of it all. How are you, sir?
2: I'm keeping it cool. Wow! I am not immersing myself into this until like 10 a.m. Saturday morning.
0: Okay. So am I? I'm I'm just going to turn my my. People are listening at home, and they're going to say, "Well, that great guy—he's his volumes are really up high. We can't hear anybody else, so I'm just going to turn my volumes all the way down, like this, so that nobody can hear me. And then we'll all be on the same calm, not at all excited demeanor, because it's only football. It only comes around once a year.
2: No, it's 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 not here yet.
0: But no,
1: it is here. It is time. No, it isn't. No, it, it isn't. Is too. It is too. Fuck you. Yeah. John, nearly 40 years ago, on Thursday night, we were at the Sidetrack Bar getting ready for football games on Saturdays. It is time to get your head wrapped around the fact that we got a game.
2: Listen, this game is the hugest game we've had in 20 years. Why? Because it determines the fate of our program. I keep expecting one of you guys to cut me off, and you're not. <laughs> no, I think right now that the apathy, and I, listen, I got a message from somebody who was involved in the program in the 90s, and he told me that the article I wrote about uh, the Henry V Agincourt speech, the St. Crispin's Day speech from Henry V Shakespeare, uh, was right on target that uh, he was so apathetic and he didn't care one damn bit and i just think that if we if we struggle in this game and lose it oh god i i don't want to know what the fallout from that is going to be so i'm trying to keep a cool calm mantra based perspective on the start of football season this
0: I want to take a, a moment to apologize to any of the listeners. Uh, not for anything that John has said. He, he's entitled to his opinion. Uh, but in case the audio got, uh, uh, out of, out of whack at any point, I, as I'm making adjustments here, so I can better hear John. We want people to better hear our fearless leader. And it, it, it's, it's a continual work in progress. So I apologize. Um, uh, hey, look! I don't get paid, uh, you know, to do this. I'm not a professional anymore. <laughs> there was a time where I could just go into a radio booth and and record this on professional equipment. Uh, those those years are long, almost almost a decade past. If you can believe that. Uh,
2: what the fuck have you been doing? What do you mean? Why haven't you figured out how to come up with name, image, and likeness contracts for yourself?
0: Because nobody knows my name, it's too difficult to pronounce. Uh, n- Change it. Hmm. Change it. <laughs> there, there are too few Mahachkos in the world, my friend. I won't take one well, more you off the
2: board. Just have a stage name.
0: Yeah, I never did that in uh in all my years in radio. I was always Greg Mahachko. Uh But well, two you're not in
2: radio anymore, are you, motherfucker?
0: Fair.
1: Yes, it is a big game for Nebraska. Yes it could very likely define the season. Chattel doesn't know what he's talking about either. It is a big game. Nebraska needs to win this game. But what John is trying to do is the same thing that John, uh, Tom Chattel is trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to have that soft landing in case Nebraska gets beat. They're trying to prepare themselves emotionally in case they get beat so that they don't feel so damn bad. Temper no.
0: expectations.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what's going on here. You know, and then he come. you wait until you hear what his prediction is going to be. It's going to be some <laughs> wimpy little prediction thing where Nebraska is barely going to squeak by. Guaranteed. He has no confidence.
0: The way, the way this conversation would flow um, smoothly is we have officially put fall camp in the rear view. We transition to the first game of the season, which is. Illinois in Champaign. We'll get to that in a minute. And then we say, well, okay, now that we've got the Illinois game in the books, let's go week two, week three, et etc." Et That's how you have a nice flowing show, John. And we've been doing this long enough, I would have figured you would have had that figured out.
1: We've missed you, Greg. We've missed the structure that you bring to our programming.
0: Ah, uh, we culpa. We've forgotten
1: all the lessons that you have taught.
0: Well, uh, let's let's talk about it. Two years ago.
1: Two years
2: ago.
0: Two years ago, it Ooh. was it was announced that uh, Nebraska and Illinois were going to play August twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, in. Dublin, Ireland. Now, I have Ireland on my short list of uh, other countries to visit. I have Ireland ahead of a lot of places in the U.S. as far as uh, places I would like to visit. My wife and I have wanted to go to Ireland since before we got married, which is over 12 years now. Um, And then, of course, March of last year, COVID. Uh, and, And we knew, you know, while they put perhaps... You know, delayed making that decision uh, as long as they could. We knew writing was on the wall. It was l- un- not likely that any uh, foreign travel would, would be taking place, especially for college athletics. Uh, about a year ago, this time we found out we were not. We she was pregnant with twins, and now we're not definitely not going to Ireland, and which is fine. The game is also not in Ireland. It is in Champagne, which is a much shorter commute than Ireland, and I'm still not going. And I'm a little broken hearted about that, guys. I'm sad. Roll a tear. Roll a tear right there. Right there for me. Got a busy Saturday. Got my son's soccer practice. Got church picnic in the evening. There's a nice little window for some Husker football right in the middle. But I will miss being in the stands at Memorial Stadium in Champaign uh, with uh, a fellow Sea of Red, the Sea of Red What Travels, uh, so, someday Ireland, I'm coming for you son of a bitch. A year from now, Greg. A That's year right. from now. Northwestern. Here's the thing. I even opened up a special savings account to start stashing some money away <laughs> for the trip. And now I just have money in a savings account. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> John's like, uh, you have my address. Buy some professional podcasting
2: equipment, you motherfucker!
0: It's actually on my to-do list by by the by Christmas. So I've been I've been doing some shopping, some pricing. All right, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. It's my fault that our podcast sounds like crap. All right. I will take the heat. I will take it on my bad back with my ruptured disc, on my blown out knee with no cartilage. I will carry that burden like Atlas carries the world, okay? I will carry that burden for you because you have enough on your plate. You'll some bitch.
1: Well, I use an internal mic off of a cheap laptop and a crappy router. So
0: I should be better.
2: Okay. Illinois, what are we doing?
0: We're talking. What are we talking about? We're are we ta- talking about Bert. We could talk about Bert. We could talk about the fact that Illinois has 22 super seniors, or you know what they're what they're calling, you know the the senior class that stuck around. I don't know exactly how many Nebraska ha- has. I know Illinois has 22. Uh, I would have either of you ever been to a game in Champaign, a football game? I was at the game two years ago. Okay, well I missed you then because I was that was when I was in so much pain I couldn't drive to Champaign. So I apologize, Todd. Again, my fault. Um,
1: I was there with my daughter, good father-daughter time. So
0: I would have been there with my wife. Well, good a party. Yeah. Yeah. You can thank my <laughs> ruptured disc in my back. All right. Well, here,
1: here's what here, – let me just you – know, you've kind of mentioned that a little bit here, but two years ago, that was my first trip to Champaign, and I enjoyed the atmosphere. I thought it was a fun place to watch a game. Here was the thing, though. Nebraska didn't play well. Nebraska won that game, you know, in the second half. And they, they did what they needed to do to win. But overall, it was a poor performance by, by Nebraska. Last year, was there a game where they played any worse than against Illinois? Um, you know, so it's, to me, I think the biggest obstacle they got to overcome is to be in the right frame of mind and be able to execute a game plan against Illinois. They need to play a good game against Illinois, regardless of how many super seniors there are, regardless whether Brett Bielema is the head coach. They need to be ready to play their game top-notch.
0: Todd, no, I, I think you're right, and I think we're, we're along similar mindsets, is that external forces have to be put aside, and Nebraska is going to have to uh, you know, just take care of business themselves. But I wonder... I wonder if Scott Frost is the type of head coach who would dare himself to uh, force that swinging gate pass in in the offensive scheme because it didn't work, and if he's you know going to try to show the doubters, "Hey fuckers, uh, th- this thing works." <laughs> When you have the right personnel or whatever, I wonder if he's the the type of coach who who try to, you know, I I don't know, stick it to the media, stick it to the fans or whatever, just to try to make his point. Uh, And I wonder if we're going to see that game on Saturday or that play on Saturday.
1: If 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 he if they throw that pass before Nebraska is up by two touchdowns, I think there will be more objects thrown at television sets in the state of Nebraska than ever before. I think Nebraska fans will come unglued if that happens. Um, does Scott Frost have the cojones to do it? Probably. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. If you walk out there and you're
2: Adrian Martinez and you look to your right and there's two guys on two receivers that are that wide of the field, everybody else is bunched in the middle because of your formation. And you have, let's say Omar Manning and Samari Torre out there. You're throwing that fucking ball because Samari Torre or Omar Manning is going to make one block. You have one guy to meet, and you're scoring.
1: That's it. You forgot an important word: if that block is made. That's well, been you got to trust
2: your players to make the fucking blocks. You are the guy with the right mindset. You can't just not run plays because Todd Warburton's going to shit himself.
0: <laughs> and I, I'll be honest with you, I'll probably shit myself too. <laughs> but, but, but you, uh, but you also have to be smart enough. If you're going to throw the the swinging gate pass or, or you know the, whatever they they call it, you can't throw it backwards. You know that's what that's what wow. happened against Illinois is they it was a backwards pass. It was picked up and taken the other way. It was okay. a fumble because there was the not the, the mental senior. acuity to to execute that play properly.
2: I want to say that this super seniors that they keep making a big deal about those are the players that got Lovie Smith fired. So I'm not a hundred percent sure why Illinois keeps bringing other than that's just a focus point for them. And they really have done a damn good job of keeping everything under wraps, which is really why Scott Frost has not released the depth chart and really keeps being very evasive because he doesn't know what Bert's going to do. He doesn't know what their defense is going to do. We think that Illinois is moving to a three, four Illinois last year was like, Worst team in the Big Ten and total defense. What else was it? Uh, I think no rushing defense. They were the worst in rushing defense. So, you know, what are they going to do this year? We don't know. Nobody knows.
1: Only what bird. I what I what I think is going to happen, and it will, you know, based upon you know what Greg was talking about here. I think that I think Scott Frost is going to try to establish a power running game, an inside running game. I think that's what he's going to try to establish up front in this game. And, you know, he's, he's got more talent on the outside than what he's had, they claim, than what, what they've had since he's been here. But I, th- I truly believe that he's going to try to establish a physical brand of football. The one thing we do know about uh, Bielema coach teams is that they are going to be very physical. They are switching from a four-man front to a three-man front So, you know, we saw what that was like, uh, the transition, what that was like at Nebraska. Uh, You know, so the chances are they're going to be very physical, but they're probably not going to be, they're not going to be gap sound and they're going to make all kinds of, you know, technical mistakes. So, you know, I, I guess what I think is going to happen is they're going to try to pound the ball inside and try to make things happen in the middle part of the field to soften them up there. And then they'll start moving the ball to the outside. That would be my prediction.
2: This is why you don't want them. This is why you don't want them throwing that sideways pass.
1: That's right, John. That's why I don't want him throwing <laughs> that damn screen.
2: I, on the other hand, on the other hand, if we are successful at establishing the run, particularly in the middle, those people on the outside are going to start cheating in a little bit, and that's when you hit them with that. That's where there's two guys at the outside. Two on two is good, decent math. And you can make one guy miss and you're gone.
0: I, I'm i very excited by the prospect of uh, working the running game between the tackles because it's not something that Nebraska has done consistently and consistently well for a number of years. Uh, there is a ton of depth in the running back uh, uh, position. There's not a ton of experience in the running back position uh, you know you've got the kid from USC and and it, it I guess my overall point is we don't know what to expect from them I, we've got names we've got some uh, transfer portal guys who, who came in that were you know obviously we're gonna see the uh, uh, Samari uh, you know and, and he showed well in spring he showed well in fall um, but there, there's just a ton of unknowns. They're positive unknowns, I think. Uh, you know, based on the little, small sample size that we've seen. However, I'm hundred percent on board with <clears throat> Frost playing the car, uh, cards close to his chest. You know, if if the only thing that Illinois and Bert knows is that we've got a starting quarterback named uh, Adrian Martinez, and that's the only personnel they can really plan for. Great. You know, they might have a few things. They might have some old USC uh, footage, uh, for step, but they don't really have anything else for Marvin Scott or, or, uh, um, you know, any of the, any of the young kids that are coming up, uh, wide receiver room. There's been a ton of turnover to, to the point where Austin Allen, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Austin Allen, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a senior, he's a, a a captain. Um, and you know, but he's, I, I don't know if ignorance for me, I don't know if they combine, uh, uh, wide receiver and tight end rooms, but I know he's a, he's a leader in that in that uh, position set. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mister uh, Johnston, sir.
2: None of the none of the captains are
0: seniors. Thank you. <laughs> he would be if not for that extra year. Am I right? Yes. Fred. Okay. All right. They're so. going to be
2: around for. That'll be with us for years to come. <laughs> Martinez is going to return again next year. You know this.
0: No, he he's going to win the Heisman and go to the NFL.
1: okay i like that i I, would be i'd be very happy with that
0: (laughs) and then we'll have logan smothers do the same thing next year (laughs) where's that kool-aid can we can we talk about that real quick uh did y'all see the uh i think it was huska guys at huska guys on twitter says something about uh uh, if you want to go to memorial stadium you've got to uh show your uh uh, proof of purchase for, for Kool-Aid drinking or whatever and somebody said that you shouldn't make jokes about drinking Kool-Aid because here's what happens when you actually drink the Kool-Aid and it show like a, a cult to death. Jim
1: Jones the Jim Jones yeah cult
0: yeah. And it's like have we have we devolved that much? This is not football talk and, and for everybody here who's just want to talk Husker football that's the only reason I tuned in I apologize. But have we devolved that much as a society where people can't take a freaking joke anymore? Seriously. Well,
2: you have to understand that Twitter, the reason why people go on Twitter is they it gets them angry and it, it creates, you know, uh, what is it, dopamine in their brain cells? And then, it, you know, it, it's like having sex, I think. I didn't, you know, I could look this up, but the, you're I mean, the first not
1: you're the first non-medical professional that ever equated anger with release of dopamine.
2: OK, well, it's some fucking serotonin.
0: <laughs> you're also the At first person.
2: Be- Lewinsky in your brain. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason why Twitter is that it's a reactionary, angry platform. That's what it is. All right. People go out there for reasons to be offended and they find them because they're easy to find because everybody's offended. You know, you can't go through all your life just being angry because somebody used a phrase that something happened bad years ago. <laughs> I mean, our society is developing phrases that a lot of us should never say. We all kind of agree on them. And then when somebody uses them, we go, that guy's an asshole. That was not one of them. Drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, we we had to explain to Nate McHugh why that phrase even existed. You know, it's not really commonly associated right. it, at least. Younger people with the Jamestown Massacre. Jim Jones, Jim Jones, Jim Jones. Okay. Illinois, Brandon Peters is back as a quarterback. Transfers were Michigan, what, two, three years ago? Uh, they're running backs. They should have good running backs. Chase Brown, Mike Epstein, Reggie Love, uh, third in the Big Ten rushing last season. I want to recall a play for you guys from last year's game. Do you remember the fourth down punting play? No. You don't. you don't remember when their punter went back and it really wasn't a fake punt. Their punter just was back in the backfield right. and he looked up and there was nobody in front of him for like 25, 30 yards because our entire fucking team didn't do the one thing that you're supposed to do when you're on special teams and punting. You're supposed to have one guy that makes sure the punter actually punts the ball. So he doesn't immediately just run down the field. And then their punter looks up and he goes, should I run? Should I? He literally looked like a drunk ass person. Dylan McCaffrey's brother threw three interceptions in that fucking game. And Adrian threw another. And I think one of them had a fumble. I think uh, Adrian or Dylan's brother had a fumble. And, you know, negative five, you can't, you can't fucking win games like that.
0: Are, are, so, we, are, are we just simply referring to him as Dylan's brother now?
2: Right now, yes. We are.
0: Okay. He has no agency. It's not Christian's brother either. It's Dylan's brother. You don't get the benefit of being an in, in NFL <laughs> studs, brother. You just got to be like perennial backups, brother. <laughs>
2: I mean, let's face it. One of them's at Northern Colorado and the other one's at Rice. Yeah. Maybe they could play baseball. You know, I wish them luck. I don't have anything against them. Just- it sounds like you do. No, I don't have anything. I'm a loving person, caring individual. I keep looking at my Apple Watch to measure my resting heart rate. It was up to 105. That's not Ooh. a good resting heart rate. No. That's why I'm trying to, you know, breathe. Open, um... Keep it smooth. Um, until Wednesday, until Saturday morning about 10 a.m., and then I'll, I'll probably have to kill my rotten son who keeps egging me on and abusing me every day of my life. About what, Scott Frost Day.
0: What's he going to do when Nebraska beats Minnesota this year?
2: He's he's going to say he doesn't care. I don't know, it'll be basketball season or something. He's good at this elusive thing, you know what I mean? He does that lack little kind of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Damn millennials!
2: I don't think he's that old, but I—I I don't know. Everybody younger than me is a millennial.
0: You take okay, that what back. Else
2: we got? Uh, Defense.
0: You take that back right now.
2: <laughs> okay, not everybody. You know what I mean? Of a certain age.
0: I am Gen um, X, Gen X for life.
1: We got no depth. I got a Gen Xer and a millennial. You do too, John.
0: Oh, okay. I,
2: we got no depth chart from Scott Frost this, this week. And,
0: and can um, I, can I, can I talk about that? uh yeah. and I I wanted to, you know, bring it up earlier. Now, obviously is much better. I, I appreciate that little gamesmanship, you know? Uh, and again, there's all right. Again, Adrian Martinez. Yeah. You, you've, uh, played the, uh, um, uh, Eh, eh. You know, you know he's gonna be the starter, but there's no, there's no too deep uh, that that's been announced. You've got some black shirts handed out. I'm sure that uh, Bert was uh, scrolling that video back and forth, and oh, oh I wish we had that tradition. oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, You're welcome for that. <laughs> uh, where the hell is it going with this? No, but I appreciate the game I appreciate the fact that uh, nobody, including the fans, is going to know who's where until theoretically after that first you know opening kickoff. Because you are not going to trot out you know your starting receiving core, starting linebackers on on special teams. So I am excited for that. I, I well done, well played, bravo.
1: I, I've never understood. I've never understood why fans and media think that they're entitled to have a depth chart. I agree. And I've never understood why fans and the media believe that they're entitled to no injury reports. You know, the NFL made injury reports mandatory to to help gamblers. Yeah. Um. I, I that's gamesmanship. Yeah, that's gamesmanship. But I this. I think that's yeah. just smart.
2: I agree with that. I. I I'm, you know, Nebraska's athletic department does a very, very good job of supporting the media guys. Lee Barfnick went from Omaha was always the guy that bitched and moaned about journalism and right to know shit and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't. And what's he
0: doing honestly, these days? years ago, I,
2: I wrote a, a, a fake story that Nebraska was hiring Ari Fleischer, I think the guy's name was. Who's, who's, uh,
1: he was a spokesperson for a
2: president. W? I think so. <laughs> it was a while ago, but you know, I I bring up every once in a while with my rotten son and I discuss sports and I say, you know, why in the hell can't, uh, uh, why can't a college football coach just have a press person, have a spokesperson go out and stand in front of the press and take questions. And, you know, the coach goes, yeah, yeah. Here's my thoughts on this and that. And then, and then we we also see those you know coming off the field at halftime got to do the interview thing Ah, oh. i i those things are i, I hate that. i get i get you want to have a sideline person that you need have a need for them to do stuff and pay them and i don't they've, i don't get that part of they've had
1: sideline people getting paid for years and years and years before they started interviewing the coaches i i i think that's too invasive i think i think yeah, I I could go down that path all night. I think that they, TV is ca- calling too many of the shots, and that's just one more example of where the networks are in control of the sport. Um, yes, I just don't like it. They've they've because of their needs for advertising and and sound bites and all of that kind of crap, it's changed a lot of the game and it's not just college football, it's other sports as well.
0: Um, can, so. can I ask a, a question and we have to go back to the uh, not liked big 12 days, but I remember uh, and I'm also I don't know dating myself a little bit, but I remember living out in Nebraska you know the for the few years that I was out there. Uh, and obviously, that's where I, you know, be, became a fan. I'm, I don't, never been shy about telling you know telling that story. But I remember Big Twelve. You know, if you had an eleven o'clock kickoff, you weren't going to be on TV. You're going to be on pay per view. So, my question, I, I guess, my question would be: if you could pay, and I don't know what those pay per view rates were, if they were ten bucks or twenty bucks, but if they, if it was strictly like a pay per view game. With no commercials, and everything just flowed better because you don't have TV timeouts and you don't have eight minutes in between the quarters and and everything else. Would you would you pay that extra little bit just to have uh you know instead of uh, realistically you know you get you could get a game in at the time of roughly a high school game you know maybe two and a half to three hours rather than three and a half to four. Would you pay that extra to not have to deal with the advertising? I mean that's if you think about that's why streaming services are so popular you pay eight bucks 12 bucks a month whatever it is and you don't have commercials unless you have the peacock app that's a whole nother argument stop interrupting my fucking office shows damn it um but would you would you pay that premium to just be able to speed up the game a little bit
1: well you know international soccer negotiated that when you watch world cup soccer there is no commercial interruption until halftime and they, you know, they put the wraparounds on there. Mm-hmm. They advertise during the game with the wraparound stuff. You know, football could work that same way. You got a quarter break, you got halftime breaks, and you could advertise during the game. But that's, that's not – they're not – football gave away its power. You know, it gave away its authority. The, the, the television networks – are the ones that are saying this is how it's going to be, hey, but say, I agree you with you. you if i
2: pay to watch uh, Scott Frost's team against Illinois?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would if there was no interruption.
2: I wouldn't pay a motherfucking cent. Son of a bitch, better be good before I start paying money for. I listen on radio.
0: I guess you always have that option as well. I'd love
2: to do that. The AgriCorn pitcher change commercials.
0: There you go <laughs> it, but it is uh, it is an interesting concept and and you're right uh, you're both right in, in that And in, in, Todd I, I like the way you phrased it that football gave away its power. So now you have ESPN or Fox or CBS NBC calling the shots for the NFL. you've got you know every conference has its own little, you know, side hustle going, Big Ten Network, SEC Network, Longhorn Network. I'm sure Pac-12 has something, but nobody's awake that late uh, at night to watch it. Um, so everybody's got a little piece of the pie. And now, look, I know the Big Ten Network's largely why Nebraska's in the Big Ten. Like, I get it. There's the media rights and the media compensation. So I get it. There, There's a, an exceptional amount of, of um, money to be made, but – it, I don't know. Maybe it's it's simpler. It's cleaner. Perhaps if you say, okay, this, I don't know, network or this production company, perhaps is going to, uh, you know, stream the game, uh, you know, broadcast the game, whatever it is. Uh, and we're gonna put it on pay per view. Let's say fifteen bucks. I don't know. That might be low balling. Probably is. We'll, we'll say twenty five bucks. Whatever it might be, twenty five bucks. Uh the production company is going to cover their costs and then the rest is split to the school. And, and, you know, if, if you want your school to make more money, you know, you don't have to buy the silver or gold or platinum package, uh, you know, from your le- local cable provider. You just, all right, 25 bucks. still cheaper than going to an away game. Certainly cheaper than going to Memorial stadium. You still get the, the visual. You have, you know, all the camera angles and everything else. But you have uh, more control over it because, all right, I I know that my money's going here. My money's not being distributed to Maryland and Rutgers. Who ain't doing jack shit. Uh, you, you know, only one time a year your money's going to Iowa instead of you know twelve months a year. Uh, I don't know. Seems a little cleaner. Uh, I I would definitely entertain the note. Don't shake your head, John. No. Okay. All right.
2: Well, there were two reasons we left the Big 12. Number one, we there was the Big 10 and the stability and BTN the, the network. But the other reason we left the Big 12 was because of the disparity between Texas and Iowa State. Texas with the biggest fucking budget in the United States and Iowa State with damn near nothing. And you, you can't really have an equitable conference that way. You can't have a conference like the Big 10 where every school fields 22 sports. In doing that, there has to be an even split between the schools. So, yes, if we're going to carry Rutgers, then that's fine. You know what? They have lacrosse. We don't have lacrosse, I think. (laughs) Okay. Did either of you pay attention to the alliance that got announced this week? I'm glad you brought
0: that up, John, and no.
2: (laughs) Okay. I was on the Zoom call. You know, media had the Zoom call with the three commissioners, the Big 12, and Uh, or not the Big 12, actually. Big Big 10. 10, Pac-12, and the ACC. And a lot of people, and it was, honestly, it was was really silly. I mean, they didn't have a name for it. We literally were in the chat section of the Zoom conference asking them, because they had people asking for questions, but we also had the chat. (laughs) There were many people, including me, saying, you really have to come up with a name for this, because if you don't, we're going to, and it won't be good. But I think, and then you go, well, there's no contracts. We looked the guy in the eye. It really was just kind of dumb. On the other hand, the purpose of this alliance was had it really has one sole purpose, and that is to stop the college football playoff from expanding to twelve before the contracts expire. Because right now, what they were talking about was expanding to twelve with ESPN in control of. And that is really, really fucking stupid. I mean, if you look at the NFL, the way the NFL structures their TV deals, they spread it all over the place, right? Somebody gets Monday night football. Somebody gets Sunday night football. Somebody gets Thursday night football. Amazon gets the stream, I guess. But they move it around. I don't know. It's almost like competition gets you more money. But then you get these guys with this playoff shit going on. Well, yeah, we want to expand to twelve. We should do that. We should try it with ESPN before, so ESPN can own it. Fuck those people. Yeah, fucking ESPN is is you know what? I, I like ESPN for live sports, but they do control everything to a large extent, and it's really a pain in the ass for everybody.
1: John, I, I agree with you. I think that that was a pretty savvy move by those three by the alliance. And, um, you know, they're looking out for Fox and they're looking out for CBS, uh, NBC to a limited extent. Um, and, and I think that that was a wise move. I think it also was important because it was a response to what the SEC did. It was, you know, it was a united response. And, you know, the Pac-12 has come out now and said that they're not going to poach any teams from other conferences. And so in, in the way I kind of look at it, that benefits the Big 12 as well, even though they weren't involved. It's a cooling off period of time right now. And I think that it's going to allow, um, I think it's going to allow the leaders, you know, now to have some conversation, uh, put a little time into this. They're going to come up with some kind of, you know, joint scheduling and that type of thing. They're going to come up with some TV things. They'll come up with some ways to move their philosophy of what college sports should look like forward while the SEC is doing their thing at the same time. I think it's very important to slow down. You know, they can, if they can hijack the whole playoff process, well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's going to needle the SEC, something fierce. It will, it will. will, Yes. And, and, you know, Paul Feinbaum, he's already going off the deep end, you know, worst thing that could ever happen. You know, I mean, he's just ripping what's happening with the Alliance, but, I think that that's. I I think they took a stand, and um, I think, in in my opinion, that's that's very important. Personally, I think that there are some other benefits that could happen that people aren't talking about in some of the other sports, and you know that's a discussion for another time. But um, I'm glad to I'm glad to see it. But boy, we're 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 a long ways down the road right now, and we're supposed to be talking about game week.
0: (laughs) That's all right. This has been. A lot of fun, and uh, I, I just look, folks. We're out of time, so we are. Uh, no, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I
2: don't have. I have a new computer, and I don't have my time up here for the how long this has gone on.
0: It, it's been so. going on for fifty something minutes. You're good. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh my god, it's all right, John. Oh my god, John, it's okay, okay. because we're gonna have
0: chunks of of when people can't hear me. We're gonna have to remove anyway. Okay. We're going to, there's a lot of, it, it, it'd be okay. So I want to spend a couple of minutes going down the schedule. We'll skip Illinois because it's, it's Illinois week. So we'll come back and do our, our, you know, actual score and proper predictions uh, as we should. Uh, but let's just take a few minutes looking at the schedule. Cause I think we're going to surprise some people. I've been saying for a couple of months now, this is an eight win team despite the fact they have the second toughest uh, schedule in the country right behind Arkansas or our Kansas. Thank you, John. I appreciate you mocking me openly in a visual format. where I people wasn't can see.
2: mocking it. I happened to turn and look at something. Patrick Gerhardt set me on slack. I'm sorry.
0: By the speaking <laughs> of Patrick, he's been putting out some good pro- uh, podcasts. Uh, so make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, uh, most recently he spoke with uh, our former boss, Matt Brown, uh, from yes. Extra Points, uh, make sure that you subscribe to uh, Matt's uh, Extra Points newsletter that comes out four times a week. Very specific. It's not every day. It's not once a week. It's four times a week. So uh, check out Extra Points with Matt Brown. It'll pop up right in your email inbox. But anyway, uh, thanks, Patrick, for all that you do and uh, and continue to do for coordination podcast so let's start obviously august 28th we're gonna uh put a pin in that and come back to it at the end september 4th fordham comes to town the fighting billy goats and uh uh i mean let's just let's keep it simple as we todd is this your this isn't your first foray through a football season is it with the podcast for a full season yes okay so, uh, what we do here, gotcha, is uh, <laughs> at the end of each show, we're going to give our score, prediction yep. score. Uh, obviously, you. you're a long-time listener, first-time caller. We get it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, right now, we're just going to go thumbs up, thumbs down, or verbally for, for our podcast listeners. Fordham. I mean, that's that's a win, win. across the board. It's uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buffalo. Win. win. Oklahoma. Win. Win see that's what i think too um
2: hey by the time we get to the fucking oklahoma game oklahoma is going to be hearing for three weeks about how they're going to wipe the floor with nebraska they're annihilating nebraska they're going to walk on the field not expecting anything out of a nebraska team they you know if we're playing good football that we've been promised. Then I think that Oklahoma is in for a little bit of a surprise. And today they lost another running back. So their running back room is not. We have running backs. They don't have a lot
0: of yeah. running backs. But. Suck it, soon as. All right. Uh, They're going to be looking ahead, Die with a. Well, they it
2: will. might be. That's a damn good tri- That's,
0: That's a not damn
2: good <laughs> a, a point there. I,
0: that That is not uh, <laughs> something that was ever said, I don't think, when Nebraska never, was never in, said in before. the before. <laughs> We're looking past Nebraska because we've got the Cyclones uh coming up next week. Uh, all right, so Michigan State, September twenty fifth.
1: That's a win.
2: Yeah, we have we for some reason we have Sparty's number.
0: Uh Northwestern, October second.
2: That's a loss. Okay. What? They don't have an offense. They have like no guys. They okay. lost their defensive coordinator and all of their defense. Patty, what's-his-fucking-name,
1: is gone. Most people do not expect us to beat Oklahoma. So what I'm saying is there's going to be some good things happen and there's going to be some bad things happen. And you're the one that loves talking about that rock fight with Northwestern. And right now they got, they've got, they been better. until Maybe Nebraska does get them, but that's one I'm worried about.
0: All right, now that there's dissension in the ranks, everybody's got to put up their own fucking fingers. I say win.
1: I got f- oh, I got five wins. Go ahead.
0: One, two, three. Four. Northwestern is the fifth one we talked about. And didn't you say loss?
1: Yeah, I thought. Oh, I'm ahead
0: of the game. Oh, Todd, quit cheating. Yeah, you're right. All right, Michigan, October 9th. That's a win. Bam. Loss.
2: It's a loss because on October 9th, my nephew gets married in around in St. Paul, Nebraska, actually. And I'll probably have to go to his wedding, and I won't be able to see this game. And when that happens, God just does things to me. <laughs> and we will lose to Michigan because...
0: because Why why did you let your nephew get married on a Saturday I, in college like football I have season?
2: Control over, The guy is an ex-Army Ranger, okay? Like, I'm going to control what he does. And I, I'm not going to say no to him when he says come to me. <laughs>
0: you would think, though, that if, if he's a tried-and-true, dyed-in-the-wool Husker, that he could have some... Uh, okay, his parents got
2: Greg. married in 1992 on the day that we played fucking Colorado.
1: Okay? Yeah. John got married on a football Saturday himself. It
2: wasn't. No, it wasn't. We played Iowa State that day. That wasn't a real game.
1: <laughs> Missouri <laughs> played Missouri that day.
2: They right. fucking thing.
0: Moving on, October sixteenth, Minnesota.
2: Oh, that's and. a win. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then we've got a bye week, and then we've got Purdue uh, at Purdue home. Doesn't
2: on, have a defense on October
0: thirtieth. Win? win. All right, now we're getting into nut cutting time. November sixth at home against Ohio State. Loss.
1: Yeah,
2: loss. I mean, it's Ohio State. They're like, they, they're like belonging in an NFL or something.
0: No, that's like Alabama. I've had conversations though that like Alabama when they're at their peak still couldn't beat you know, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, it, it. It. They're two different. You know, two two different. Anyway, I
2: said like an NFL, like a, you know, a like halfway point, kind of like a. It's a simile. Star. I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Wisconsin, November twentieth. Loss.
2: I'm I'm really interested to see what happens here because Graham Mertz last year, you know, he played Illinois like he was playing a high school team, and that's really how they played. Their defense was terrible. He at one point he was twenty of twenty one passing because Illinois didn't bother to guard a receiver. Uh they don't have a breakaway running back. They have a lot of holes all over their team. But by that time, they will have figured out their running game. So, And possibly Graham Mertz, maybe he's got his shit together. So I'm going to call it a win because that's how I feel.
0: Fuck you, Todd.
2: That's
1: what I think.
0: (laughs) All right, and here's really the big one.
1: Fucking Iowa. It's a win. Damn right. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win because for the first time in many, many, many years, I will not be at the game, and so therefore, they will win because I'm not there. I am taking my. Why are you not going to be
2: at the game, Todd? Why are you not
0: going to be at the game?
1: I have a feeling I'm going to be in California at Thanksgiving.
0: What's in uh, California? eh? Relatives. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah.
1: We'll have it on the big screen and because Sunshine. one of them is a true Nebraska fanatic. So,
0: but. I like. Like by
2: by November, California will have burned. They won't exist.
1: They'll have a, <laughs> a, a you know a shock jock as governor out there, and yeah, you're right. Everything will burn down, and uh,
2: and then they'll go to lockdown mode, close their borders to everybody in the United States. You won't even be able to go there. It's gonna uh-huh. be like. Kurt Russell escaped from L.A. <laughs> That's when all of California is going to be that way.
0: <laughs> all right. So now we've got this weekend's contest. You know content. why else we're
2: going to beat Iowa? Because that fucking Keith Duncan isn't there anymore, is he?
0: <laughs> okay. Now we get to this weekend's season opener, week zero, as some may call it. At Champaign against the Illini. Eleven o'clock kickoff from Champaign's Memorial Stadium, which is nice. I agree with Todd; it's a fun atmosphere. Student section is pretty lively. They have a an energetic band. They have a cannon uh, that, unfortunately, I've heard a few too many times in the in the games that I've uh, taken in there in Champaign. Uh, so I've been to two of them. Uh, one of them was in 2015 with my wife, uh, and uh, while well, he won't remember it, our, our then-unborn son, uh, who, who uh, <laughs> went his first Husker game uh, in the womb, and uh, Nebraska lost that one. That was a, a Saturday afternoon contest. Two years later was one of those rare Friday night uh, games, and that was the one that Nebraska won. I drove up there uh, rapidly after work. I uh, went by myself. Met some friends up there, uh, and the Nebraska won uh, They they don't seem to play particularly well in Champagne. Um, I'm I'm curious to know. You know, this end of August type of weather that Illinois has. Um, we we got we got some of that humidity that y'all don't have out there in Nebraska. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to know how that will. Uh, factor in so i've i've laid it all out i've set the table Todd what's your prediction bonus points if you say pain 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 my prediction pain Oh Rocky 3
1: jeez Okay i'm 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 yeah i'm a little bit slow here Nebraska 34 Illinois 21
0: all right, two score uh, lead. I like it, uh, John.
2: You know, I talked my—I literally made it up as I was going through the YouTube video. I didn't even—I thought I had it worked out ahead of time. Here's what I think: Nebraska's offense needs to score 40 points a game to be a good team. That's what I expect out of Scott's Frost offense. Okay, so I'm giving them six touchdowns to so 42. I'm taking two of them away because of turnovers. Because until they prove they can't turn the fucking ball over. I'm taking points off the board. So that leaves 28 points. I'm going to give them two Connor Culp field goals because that's what Connor Culp does. That makes 34. I'm looking at Illinois, and I'm thinking that just in their base offense, they probably can score 17 points against our defense. Okay? So 17 points because of their running game. Now, give them two touchdowns two count them because of turnovers, and what do you got, Todd?
1: You have
2: 34-31. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I looked at this as I was talking my way through it on the YouTube video, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> because that's how, that's how you think of games, right? You look at how many possessions are we going to have, how many possessions are they going to have, how long are you going to have per drive and clock stuff and stuff like that, if you're really going to do a serious prediction. So
1: I just pulled two numbers out of the air.
2: Yeah, that, that's because you're dumb.
0: John, how long have we been doing this podcast?
2: That's a long fucking time. I had eighteen years.
0: And this is the first time that anybody's ever actually put thought into numbers.
2: <laughs> no, I usually do.
0: Well, you know you never you, you never articulate them. You never say, and this you, you never run us through your mental processes.
1: That was one of the most incredible things I've ever heard out of your mouth, John. Here's the thing. If, if Nebraska can stop turning the fucking ball
2: over, we're going to stomp the shit out of Illinois. If we can't turn the ball over, I think we're still going to win. But it's going to be one of those wins where I sit there and go, oh, God, you know, I keep looking at my Apple Watch and going, okay, if I hit 170 for over five minutes, I'm probably going to go into arrhythmia, and this will not be good.
0: Is so, there do you is there any leeway for first game?
2: What do you mean leeway for first game? Well,
0: you're allotting or perhaps anticipating two turnovers. Is there an, an acceptable number of like on the field errors that they're allowed to make because it's it's the first game of the season? No. Okay. Oh, oh that's fine. I just wanted to know, <laughs> damn. Ain't got to <laughs> get hot about it. You can't fucking
2: stop Frost, tell us how good his team is for 3 years now. It's time to fucking show up on the field. That's why this is a huge game. You can't lose this game and expect the state of Nebraska to continue to believe what you're saying. Illinois is the worst team in the Big Ten. They're worse than Rutgers. Greg Schiano is going to take Rutgers, and then maybe they're not going to beat Ohio State, and they're not going to beat Michigan or whoever out Penn State consistently, but they're going to be a good, tough football team because that's what Greg Schiano can do with know. So you're looking at Illinois, a team we should beat the living shit out of. So it's time to start doing that. It's time. Here's the time to do. It's time to start beating the shit out of teams that you're supposed to beat the shit out of, and be competitive with the ones that you can't beat the shit out of, like Ohio State, or you could throw Wisconsin in there. I right? whatever you feel like there. And then it's time to start winning those tight games against teams oh, that you're supposed to be even with, like Iowa like Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota, their offensive line is really good, and they get back that 400-pound tackle, Danny Filelli or whatever his name is that sat out last year because of COVID. They beat us missing, not just missing 33 guys, but they beat us missing two offensive line starters that didn't even play last year before that game. So that kind of shit's got to (laughs) end.
1: You know, when when we talk about improvement at Nebraska, Scott Frost has a better football team this year than what he's had in the past. And, And, you know, there are pundits out there and coaches that know a hell of a lot more about it than I do. But from my perspective, you know, people can wag their tongues all they want to about, you know, weak position groups or, you know, weak running game or whatever, you know, identify whatever your weaknesses are. But the reality is, from my perspective, since Scott Frost has been the problem, uh, has been have, has been the head coach, the two biggest problems that that football team has had has been turnovers and penalties, turnovers and penalties. And if we see turnovers and penalties Saturday, then as far as I'm concerned, there's no improvement. Scott Frost has not accomplished what he needs to accomplish to put a better football team on the field. You can't have it. With as many games as, as Nebraska has lost by seven points or less, you it comes down to turnovers and penalties.
0: The Nothing little things. The little things. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's. So we, we didn't
2: even bring up special teams. I mean, what? you can't. We got a long know, season. Literally, the, the thing in high school you're taught is to stay in your lane when you're on a, a kickoff team. and they they can't. That's a discipline thing. You just run down the field straight. You don't run to the side. And they can't fucking – they haven't done that right. He literally in punting, one guy is supposed to make sure the punter kept, kicks the ball. No, they can't do that. So those things are just idiot things, and they got to go away. They got to go away right fucking now, right on this Saturday. Not when they play Fordham, not when they play Buffalo. They got to go away this fucking Saturday.
0: My prediction for Nebraska-Illinois <laughs> Nebraska wins forty-five, twenty-four. I'd like to, that's that's. I'd like story. to
1: see that. I would. That would be awesome if that happens.
0: Get Connor Cope one field goal. He doesn't need many. Uh, we're going to get all of the touchdowns that, that John said, and none of the turnovers. Uh, we're going to let Illinois have some some garbage mop up, you know, score late, uh, you know to. Send the home fans home, uh, or to the nearest tavern. Uh, you know, to go drown their sorrows. But we're gonna kick their dick in the dirt. That's all we're gonna do.
1: Nothing like a good dick kicking. <laughs> so
2: um, I want to see, see a second string quarterback in the game for us, and not because they injured. That's, that would that would be my man. biggest wish
0: for us. I, I want to leave you all with this. Uh, we talk about it in Slack. I know it, it came up uh, over the course of the summer of like things we're watching. Y'all are on board with this Ted Lasso. Yes. Have, Best
1: are, show on television.
0: Are y'all caught up? Yep. No. Okay. Well, John, I apologize. Todd, you'll know this was on the most recent it, – it's it's a little 15, 17 second clip. Um, it, it's on the most recent episode, which – Uh, We're recording this on uh, August 26th, so it's from August 20th. It's not the brand new episode that's just dropping hours before you listen to this podcast. It's a little clip, uh, and it really gave me perspective. Uh, We haven't played the clip yet, John. You're okay. I'll tell you when. Uh, But it gave me perspective on what we do as non-paid volunteer fans slash pundits. I'm going to play this little clip for you right now. John, I, I don't think it gives away that much context. I think you'll okay. be okay. All we do is sit around here and guess what a bunch of little pricks are going to go and do out there. Then we come back at half time and we complain because they didn't do exactly what we thought they'd do.
2: We don't know. Of course we don't know.
0: So, he goes in, into more detail, more emotion, Roy Kent... My favorite, one of my favorite characters on that show. Roy
1: Kent. Roy Kent.
0: He's here. He's there. He's here.
1: He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but it gave me pause when I watched that. I'm like, do I need to be podcasting anymore? <laughs> because I certainly know less than you know than that character does in in, in that world. Uh, who's a, a retired footballer. I'm just a fat fan, you know, in, in the wrong state, <laughs> cheering for the right team in the wrong state. So, um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, though. I mean, that, that's fiction. Well, this is like
2: I, 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 I'll give you a soccer story football. Uh, all, all three of my kids played soccer. Football. No, it's soccer here in America.
0: And it's football everywhere else.
2: Yeah, well, fuck them.
0: What do you believe, the metric system or the empirical system?
2: Okay. My son played. My oldest son played competitive soccer, and his coach uh, was the son of a, a English Premier League legend. Oh, Jonathan Tudor, or J. We called him JT. We didn't know he was a legend in the Premier League years ago, but he was. And there was one time, his son his the dad's name's Jonathan Tudor. The son's name's Jonathan Tudor. Noah's coach was the son. The dad would come over sometimes, and people people that knew him would freak out. We'd be like, why are you freaking out about JT? He's just a nice guy. I stood there and listened to him uh, talk to those guys. After the first half of a game they were playing, he, he talked to them about what happened in the first half. And he, he, start, he basically said, you're going to win this game. You're going to win this game. He gave them all the reasons they were going to win this game. And it all had to do with the actions of everybody on the field, how they were aligning, how they moved in space, how they moved. It literally was listening to a brain surgeon, talk to another bunch of brain surgeon people. And you're just standing and going, what the fuck is going on with this shit? But uh, it was kind of funny. Noah Noah went to a coaching clinic and he walked in and JT saw him, the the legend guy, and said his name and hi and came over and talked to him. And he said these coaches from like Israel – and Bosnia and Europe came up and they're like, why does he know you? Well, How come that guy knows who you are? But it was it was really kind of weird being around the guy that was uh, that big a legend in the EPL. And uh, there you go. That's my story.
0: I like it. Thank you for sharing, John. Mm-hmm. Todd, do you have any personal stories to share to close us out?
1: Oh, nothing's popping to mind right now. That's good. Um, it's getting late. I, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely excited about the game Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. And I guess I got one other prediction. I'm not a prediction guy, but I decided I'm trying, I'm going to try to get into the prediction thing. My prediction is, is that Texas will have more penalties in Big 12 action this year than Oklahoma will. And Oklahoma and Texas, will have more penalties combined than the other eight teams in the conference this year. That's my prediction. You know, the
2: other cool thing about the Alliance is the Alliance might actually, by keeping the big 12 intact,
1: <laughs> they're going to have to pay.
2: Cheap, they, either Oklahoma and Texas are going to have to pay them or they're going to have to suffer the next two years, not just in football, but in every other fucking sport they play. So their basketball players are going to have to walk into Hilton Arena in Ames, Iowa, and play basketball with a fan base on top of them.
1: I'd love to see some of those. I'd love to see some of those farm boys at Iowa State when those Texas fans come in. Just pull in a big old honey wagon behind a big old John Deere tractor. And when those Texas fans start walking to that stadium, just give them a little dose of Iowa perfume. Oh God! Uh, I, I, I think, I think, I think the fan bases at every other Big Twelve school now have a license to be worse sons of bitches than Texas and Oklahoma fans have ever been. That's a that's a lot of sons of bitches.
0: That's a lot of sons of bitches. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I am excited for football. John, hopefully, recording this episode elevated you from. Just uh, out of the grave to almost upright because at the beginning of this show, buddy, uh, you were just, uh, well, you know, it's football. I'll get, I'll get excited about about 10, 10 o'clock uh, Saturday morning. I'm doing the big Lebowski thing, man. All right. <laughs> well, you go abide, uh, go abide your lovely wife. All right. Okay. That's- I didn't mean it dirty. Get your head out of the gutter.
2: How was I supposed to take that? I don't know. Go. go,
0: go, go. <laughs> Wrap it up, Greg. We're going to
1: go too far.
0: <laughs> Theater of the mind. We'll just let you all take it from there. Uh, for for a John Dam Johnston, for Todd Wolverton, I'm Greg Bohachko. This is the Five Heart Podcast, and we are excited for football. That's, that's why we're wearing hats. And having luxurious silver fox-like manes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, on behalf of these gentlemen and myself and everybody at Coronation, we here to remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. <laughs> hey. hey. Go Big Red. It's not 10 o'clock <laughs> Saturday yet. Go Big Red. Shh. The babies are sleeping.
2: I didn't think I cut it off that far. Maybe I moved my head back from the mic.
0: Maybe, Todd. Yeah.
1: Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent.
0: Oh my god. Love Love it. Go watch Ted Lasso on Apple Plus, Apple TV. Everybody, you will not be disappointed. That's coming from three old white guys. We know our stuff. (laughs)